Hello everyone, my name is Alexi and I want to welcome you to the second Game Talk Podcast. My today's guest is Andy Miller. Andy, thank you so much for making time on us and accepting the invite. Yeah, sure. Thanks for inviting me. So Andy, I know you and I don't think everyone knows you. So please introduce yourself. Okay, sure. So Andy Miller in the esports world. I'm the founder and CEO of Energy Esports based here in Los Angeles, California. And Energy covers a lot of games and we make a lot of content. We've been around for about five years now, which is amazing. Won a bunch of championships, created a lot of memories and a lot of good times and uh, have grown into a pretty big gaming org. Yeah, so that's really good. And you said to me, before you know that you were a liar so please tell us more about your past and how did you come to esports i was yeah so i went to law school and i went to college in new york and then i went to law school in boston i was pretty young though i didn't have any work experience in between i actually enjoyed law school i got a pretty good job i guess in a big law firm in in boston massachusetts and i hated it From day one, I was like, this sucks. I am so bored. I can't do this for the rest of my life. And it was a big like, whoa, what did I just do moment? So I enjoyed sort of the training and learning how to be disciplined and organized and thinking as a lawyer, but it definitely wasn't for me. So I started to then shift my mind into (laughs) business startups. And I got fortunate to get hooked up with um, a startup at MIT. And that's how I sort of became an entrepreneur. I watched some of your videos and this stuff. And I have seen that you built a company about advertising and you work for Apple. Can you say something more about it? Yeah, sure. So I started a couple companies, um, one out of MIT, which was a student's thesis so that we licensed this thesis and did some stuff with interactive television really early. But I learned a lot about being part of a startup and running a startup and raising money and telling a good story to investors and employees and customers. And I learned a ton. It was like getting a business degree, you know, while I was uh, working somewhere. But then I was involved in two companies that um, I helped start or started that were lucky enough to get bought. One was by a big company. They were both out of Boston, but they were both bought by uh, companies out here where I live now in uh, Northern California near Palo Alto. And this first one was bought by Verisign, and that was a text messaging company. And the second one, sort of my claim to fame, was a company called Quattro Wireless, which was a big mobile advertising network that was bought by Apple in 2010. And um, that's when I moved from Boston out here. And I've been out in uh, California ever since. And that were the first advertisers in the mobile apps, isn't it? We had, we were like, there was two big companies in the space, uh, Mm -hmm. big in the startup space, myself, our company Quattro and a company called AdMob. And Google ended up buying AdMob and Apple ended up buying us. Uh, So when you see the ads in your apps, you can thank thank us, uh, whether Mm -hmm. you like it or not. But the reality is, uh, the vast majority of apps in the app stores are free, and this is a way that the developers promote and uh, can pay for monetize their their work. So we came in and helped build that out. I worked for Steve Jobs uh, for a couple years until he passed away. Uh, a lot of the folks this are still there 10 years later, and they do a lot of work in the um, app store with search and search ads. Yeah, of course. And can you tell us for how much you sold the company? I think it's pretty public. So we sold the company for $275 million US dollars in cash. And that was your first sold company? Second. So I sold, we sold one 
before, about three years earlier, uh, for about the same price. That was the one we sold to Verisign. That was the SMS yeah. text message company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really lucky to sell. So at, at what age you was when you sold it? What age? Yeah. Uh, let's see. So the first one, uh, I would say 37 for the first one. And... 41 for the second one. Okay, that's that's insane. So let's now take a look on esports. So what did you do then after the Apple thing and this stuff? Well, after Apple, um, I got involved in professional sports. So I love sports. Yeah. I did some investing, but I you know, I had all this money all of a sudden. So it's like, what do you want to do with your money? So I got into sports. So I bought a minor league baseball team in the United yeah. States here. So that's like a feeder team to the yeah. pros. And then I got part of a group that acquired an NBA team. So I'm presently an owner of the Sacramento Kings in the NBA, which is a basketball team in Northern California. Yeah, of course. So why esports? Yeah, I mean, we love sports. And originally, so we got, we started energy, it's pronounced energy. E-N-E-R-G-Y, even though it's N-R-G. Caster and everyone says N-R-G. And actually my (laughs) co-founder is Shaquille O'Neal. I don't think I've ever heard Shaq say energy. He always says N-R-G the meme but um it was me and Shaq and a guy named mark masteroff who is also a king's owner he started the big fitness chain 24-hour fitness and we were in pro sports and we said oh this looks really interesting like it looks a lot like pro sports maybe we can offer and get involved um and we did and we got involved in league of legends and made every mistake you can make and got relegated and but we kept going and we added Rocket League, which is now a world championship team. Yeah. Apex, which has won a million championships and the San Francisco Shock, back-to-back world champions for Overwatch League. And you name it, we've gone down the list with a lot of groups and a lot of teams. And we learned and um, we've really developed a brand now that actually we probably put out more content than anybody. We have a lot of content channels yeah. ranging from our Warzone channel, our Apex channel, our Fortnite guys obviously are huge. Uh, we have a new channel. Uh, you should check it out. Energy speed running. If you're into like breaking mm-hmm. games fast, and yeah. that channel has grown to 50, 60,000 subscribers in just a month or two. So a lot of fun. And we really pride ourselves on our content across all of our different platforms and our championship teams. Okay. That's insane. So how big was the budget on the start? I think we bought the team for about a million dollars for League of legends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now players make a million dollars a year in League of Legends. Yeah, so yeah, that, yeah. the player inflation has gone up in the course of um, five, four or five years. Uh, I don't even remember. I bet you the budget for the first year was probably $2 million. Mm-hmm. And I can just tell you now it's like 10x that. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we've grown. We're, we're pretty big. We have a lot of folks, a lot of employees. You know, we're well over 100 mm-hmm. uh, players, content creators and employees. So when your eyes uh, need a good organization nowadays? Well, it was hard back in 2015, 16. The, the hardest part was finding good people. You know, a lot of people love gaming, but you had a lot of gamer bros who were like, yeah, I'll work for you, man. And then they, mm-hmm. you know, show up at two o'clock in the afternoon and I'll baked out and get nothing done. So it took yeah. a while for this to be, a, to be seen as a real business, a real place for people to start careers, a real place for people to apply other industry experience in, uh, in building it. But I think that the, the key to an eSport org is the key to any startup. 
which is you got to have a great culture. You got to have great first 20 people who set the culture and the pace for the next 200 people. And we've been through a bunch of people. We've been really fortunate, like the core people at Energy have been there almost from the beginning. And I like, I like to think we added Grady Rains, who's our content genius guru. I keep thinking he's somewhat new. And then I look up and he's been here for, you know, three and a half years or whatever. Uh, a lot of consistency in people who are willing to make change and not you know, stick to a plan because in a startup, you don't really have a plan that you can count on. Yeah. When he said uh, the League of Legends team wasn't doing good, so did some of the people like left? So they didn't see the potential in the team? Uh, no, we just didn't have a good team. You know, like we had a couple yeah. really good players, people who are still playing in the league right now. But, it just, you know, when you join as a new team, Getting enough players in there who don't suck is hard because you're like, hey, do you want to play for energy? What's energy? You're like, oh, no, I'm going to play for TSM or Cloud9 or Liquid or guys who've been there forever. Yeah. So, and there was relegation. So we knew we were going to be near the bottom, but uh, we kind of imploded at the end there. But we're back, actually, all these years later. We just acquired GAM in Vietnam. And so we have Energy uh, Vietnam. Um, and our team is, you know, the top team in the region. And Hopefully they'll uh, continue their winning ways and go to Worlds. So can you tell us more how it works in such a good organization as Energy is and how it went through the years, you know, step by step? Because I think this can be real interesting. Sure. So you need people ask me like, hey, I want to start my eSport or, you know, what should I do? How do I get the top players? How do I get this? And I guess the best advice is like it's a really hard business model right now. People think it's really you know, lucrative, but it's not yet. It's getting, it's working there. We're tr figuring it out. Um, the players are doing pretty well for the most part in, in, in certain games. They, they make money. Uh, the publishers are doing very well. The, the, I would say the teams, there's a few, a handful of us that are sort of breaking through into real businesses, but it's a tough business. Uh, just like any advice I would give anyone is be great at one thing. Be really good at something. Like if you guys love, if your angle is mobile games, then, you know, be the best at mobile games. If you're all about Call of Duty, then dig in and um, get into Warzone, get into Call of Duty, get start grassroots, make content. Just don't try and boil the ocean and do everything at once. And uh, we learned that lesson because at one point, I think we probably had 12 teams. You know, and now we have six, I think. And uh, Fortnite's not really a team, right? And uh, but but it's still a lot of our focus and a lot of our attention mm -hmm. and, and growth. So I think it's take it slow, be great at something that you know a lot about where you can add to the conversation, not just kind of show up. So that's what I would suggest. Okay, thanks so much. You started on League of Legends. Then you started a Rocket League section as well. Yes. So how it went, you know, later? So we decided to add a bunch of teams after League of Legends. So we were really smart and lucky with Rocket League. You know, our team yeah. has been a top team yeah. since day one. Defending world champs, worlds are happening right now. Hopefully we can win again. Knock on wood. <laughs> uh, and we, we expanded from there. So we've added, you know, lots of different teams and players. But as energy got bigger and more well-known, it was a lot easier to recruit people uh who sort of fit the culture that we wanted to create and when the teams got good you know like we didn't we added justin to our team who's the greatest in my mind player ever uh it wasn't like an energy scout or our gm said we should go after this kid justin it was garrett and you know guys on the team and the team yeah. was good enough to pick up someone that good um like we added squishy muffins uh when when cloud nine exited this uh, rocket league so That's how those things kind of work. And then success begets success. So if you have good teams 
and you're getting into a new game and there's a good reputation and you take care of your players and we obviously pay well. Um, and we definitely, our hashtag is hashtag energy fam. And we didn't start that. One of our players started that years ago because he left liquid, which is ironic because they're starting hashtag team liquid or something, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. No, no, liquid fam. Sorry, liquid fam. Yeah. Like, Wait, we're, we're the fam. We're the fam because you guys were so not the fam. But anyway, <laughs> the players start to recruit other players and we added Rocket League and then uh we've added a whole bunch we've been through some games uh that we weren't in for a long time like gears and we've been in other games forever um so fortnite we got into i think right at the beginning and showed that we can make terrific content as well as have a really competitive team so we've spent a lot of time and money and effort building out our fortnite content or have its own dedicated channel you know, guys like Benji Fishy and Clicks and Ronaldo are yeah. incredibly good and big content creators, but we augment them with guys like Epic and Edgy, who Epic Grail and Edgy, who are one and two, you know, just finished one and two in the, in the FNCS. So uh, a good mix of kind of highly competitive people and content creators, yeah. guys who bring an audience. So what do you take as the biggest achievement in the you know energy story that's a good question super proud of the shock because mm -hmm. san francisco shock for overwatch league we started from scratch we put a team together and halfway and we made a big investment and we were really good with our scouting we signed super and sinatra when they were too young to play and mm -hmm. they sat on the bench for over a half a year and we knew that we were going to suck the first year because they are going to be our two best players. And um, we were betting a lot on them, but we were training them and growing all about season two. And season two came in and they had a half a year under their belt and they just dominated and we had a great infrastructure and we had a great coach and we just did everything right with that team from the beginning. So we had great coaching, great crusties, I think the best coach in all of esports. And we have super general manager, guy Chris Chung, just runs everything to a T. And everyone's happy, and it's a fun group of guys. And they dominated in year two like you've never seen. And then year three was so many curveballs and so many changes and COVID and this and that. And they still won that, which was amazing. And now year four, we're seven and one. Uh, we have some issues, but we're going to figure it out. And like that team just, we did it right from the beginning. Then the second thing I, I would say would be outside of teams, it would be our content, you know, like, like we're one of the biggest, we were the biggest on Twitch. Uh, same with YouTube, you know, an overall reach and numbers. I think we're up there. Uh, I know we're above, we're above them. So like really proud of that. And we have a new brand we launched called full squad gaming, which has a great TikTok and a great show on Snapchat called viral gaming. And we're just like, I think a real contributor to the gaming scene which is what you want to leave your mark. You want to not just be uh, you know, a part of the conversation. You want to help lead the conversation. And I think energy does that. So I have seen the full squad game in on TikTok. I have seen it. And I think it's a brilliant content. And I want to ask, where did you get the idea of it? I want to take all the credit for that. No, it's Grady. It's Grady. Grady's a freaking, he's amazing. So he's like, we need mm -hmm. a more of a social gaming brand. Because when yeah. you try and do some social gaming stuff, you know, not real competitive on things like energy or other, other orgs have found. So we created a separate brand. We built a castle. So mm -hmm. the castle is Grady's idea. Also, this incredible 20,000 square foot Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for gaming. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's super wild in there. And we built out Full Squad as like, you know, the place where you and your boys would go check out content about gaming. Not There's no League of Legends World Championship in there. There's no competitive anything. It's just 
fun content, stunts, uh, viral stuff, and just whatever's topical in gaming. And it's done really well. We're over 2 million subscribers on TikTok in a real short period yeah. of time. Uh, we got a bunch of shows, one show on for Snap called Viral Gaming, which does did really, really well. And we got asked to do more shows. So we got three more shows launching at the end of this month. And it's fun. And it's a great, you know, bookend to mm -hmm. just in the Apex Finals yesterday. And then we have a wacky show coming out, you know, next week. So um, it really shows that we're kind of a gaming org as opposed to just an esports org. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there was a big COVID thing and it really affected on esports at all. And I want to ask how it affected energy sharks and was it helpful for you or was it bad? It was bad, but we opened the castle. We were like, hey, we spent all these millions of dollars in this place. Let's go. And then we couldn't, no one could come. <laughs> it was just, you know, Grady sitting there by himself. Mm -hmm. But it was also an opportunity, like in business, right? Things got quiet. Lots of other orgs didn't do shit. No, people couldn't get together. They didn't know how to make content. They couldn't tell a story. They didn't have anything to talk about. And we did, we worked really hard on, we go back and look at our content, some of our best, you know, we did things virally where we were able to get together. We got together safely and we grew a lot, but our plans changed a lot and it showed us how we can become a content org as well as a you know a competitive mm -hmm. org and it's a good roadmap for us yeah so now you have big social medias like super big what is the bigger income right now like the esports the competitive side or content good question well i will say it's the content it's mm -hmm. only the content because the sponsors even if they're interested in the esports side yeah like every every sponsor loves rocket yeah. League team, right Garrett, they love Justin and Squishy and GZR and Musty, of course, uh, but they want to see them in content. Yeah, yeah. The biggest growth area is like, you know, eSport orgs aren't picking up 2.1 million followers in a, you know, in a couple few months, right? Yeah. It was because of content. So it's different. It's different and everything's a piece of everything. But um, I think you need to be more than an eSport org if you have a bunch of investors and you want to show a real business model. Okay, so what are your goals for this year? Well, I would love to win back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back championships in Overwatch League because I feel mm -hmm. like that team does not get enough credit. It is so hard what they accomplished. They didn't win team of the year. Mm -hmm. Presti didn't win coach of the year. Players didn't win anything. They don't get any credit. So, And now we're the villain because we've won you know, so much that, that people want us to lose. But I'd love to see them win just to pull off that, you know. Mm -hmm. you, you, You follow esports, you know how hard it is to win once, let alone three times in a row. That would be tremendous. Uh, same with Rocket League winning this week. That would be tremendous also. The biggest goals, I think, by the end of the year is just to continue to grow the audience. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of doors at Energy, meaning like there's not one guy or one team which dominates. There's a lot of places where you can hopefully fall in love with something that we do. So we want to do a lot more things uh, for and, uh, to reach a lot a lot of people. Uh, we've got some really big things planned this summer, which we're going to announce relatively soon. So I can't wait for that. Mm -hmm. But um, I think we like to just separate ourselves from you yeah. know, your, you're an eSport org. I hope we don't even, we're not even considered just an eSport org or an eSport org plus blah, blah, blah going forward. Yeah. So my next question is kind of out of your organizations. My question is, where do you see eSport in 20 years? I think it'll be great. I think it'll probably mm -hmm. take a lot of time to get to the, the great part. I don't know if any of the games now will still be popular. Who knows? 
And I think we'll see a lot of digital and physical things working together. You know, like who knows what the future is as far as maybe mm -hmm. you aren't just, you know, people look back and be like, oh, we used to control the characters, heroes in the game with a joystick or a mouse or whatever. And now maybe it's physical, right? Maybe you're all hooked up mm -hmm. to something and it's real athletes doing stuff. Or maybe it's not. But I think it'll be an incredibly important social vehicle to bring people together in the future when our lives are becoming more and more apart. And we saw it there in the pandemic. You know, I got two sons, two boys downstairs, and they, they, they kept in touch with their, with their friends really through gaming. And if they didn't have gaming, I think, I think they would have been in bad shape over the pandemic. And I, I, I honestly mean that. Like, and I think esports will evolve. You know, I don't think it's going to be the NFL. You know, there's not going to be one game that's as big as Premier Soccer or the NFL. Mm -hmm. But there'll be lots of games that have lots of communities that'll be very important to a lot of people. So you don't think it can be in the future more popular than normal sports? Well, some will. You know, what mm -hmm. I think the mistake people make is they like to say esports. It's big, right? But nobody says, hey, sports. You like sports? They say. Oh, you're a basketball fan, or you're a soccer fan, or you're a football fan. Mm -hmm. They don't put them all together and say, sport fan, right? But that's what we do with esports or people who don't know esports. But the point is, the overlap is not great. So you can't lump them all together. So will there be one game as big as the NFL or Premier Soccer? Maybe at some point, but will there be a lot of games that big? Probably not, but they'll be all different sizes, just like figure skating is a certain size and bull riding is a certain size and bowling is a certain size mm -hmm. and soccer is a bigger size and baseball is a bigger size. So I think that's what you're going to have, especially when there's so many games and so many communities. So my next question is, are your current projects in esports profitable? Are, uh, no. <laughs> some are, some aren't. You know, some yeah. teams aren't. Like right now, Valorant is very expensive for us because we mm -hmm. have a team we're really trying to build out. You know, it's going to take years, yeah. and we don't. We haven't tried to monetize it. There's no specific sponsors for it. So, mm -hmm. as is a money a money loser. You know, other games do well. Other teams, depending on sort of the content and the size of the game and the size of the guys. So I think it's all over the place. Um, we're not profitable as a company. I don't think too many companies are. And if they are, it's probably not from pure esports. So there's mm -hmm. other business models, you know, there's uh, agency, there's uh, brand stuff, uh, you know, merch, uh, software, tournament organizer, content, you name it. So I think it's going to be a combination of things in the future. But I think we're getting there. This is a pretty good year for us. We have really, I always pinch myself when I see the list of sponsors, you know, Levi's we have and mm -hmm. McDonald's and Purple. Yeah. These are big guys who wouldn't mm -hmm. even take our call a year or two ago. So uh, more and more folks are waking up, not just to esports but obviously the importance of gaming and not going to reach guys like you on television so we're a good vehicle for that and do you as NRG has some game titles you want to invest in 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 future trying to figure out how to get into minecraft for a long time now i think we might have an answer but not sure we're really yeah. interested in that we're doubling down on valorant we love it this year was a year where there weren't a lot of game releases because of mm -hmm. covid and i think next year is going to be bananas because everything is backed up into, into next year yeah like minecraft content creators really grew up last year so i think this really good was it about content for sure yeah, yeah. it's content right? it's fun it's community yeah. it's content it's a lot like Fortnite. It's not yeah. competitive. Legendary game. Great example. Again, I'll bring up this is speed running again. Not competitive, just a freaking blast. A great time to watch. We have four guys mm -hmm. who are amazing. I don't know how they do it. Their brain definitely works differently than mine. And Energy Speedrunning channel is a hit. And we get 100, 200,000, mm -hmm. 300,000 views a video. And people love to watch these guys, you know, break a game and see how fast they can do it or do challenges because it's fun and it's watching guys do things that you can't do. 
just mm-hmm. as just as the reason why I like people watch golf. Like I like to watch golf. I suck at golf, but I watch these guys hit. I'm like, how do they do this? You know? And I think it's similar with with, with video games. Yeah. Let's right now talk about NRG's Fortnite section. So you have mm-hmm. four players in NA and yes. one player on EU. So yes. what's the thing? I know like EU has bigger price pools and bigger everything. So what's the thing? Do you want to invest more money to NA than into EU? Well, we don't really don't take any money from the players anyways. So mm-hmm. that's not really part of the business model. We had Savage and Benji uh, mm-hmm. in EU and we grew our guys you know, from a real competitive standpoint. They're amazing. Epic Whale in the West Coast of the mm-hmm. United States uh, never loses, right? He just won for the third time in a row. Edgy had it, but Real Close came in second in uh, NA East. Clicks is an amazing player as much as Clicks is an amazing content creator and a lightning rod for controversy. He's a really good player. And Ronaldo's a pretty good player too. So, um, and fun. So it's really about having cracked players that are also great at coming together and making great content together. We're going to do more in Europe though. We're really... Benji's got such a great audience and we get asked all the time, especially now that we've done League of Legends in Vietnam, to do partner with some folks in Europe. So we got a couple things uh, planned in the future. Okay, so I think that's all. I want to ask, do you have any message for your friends? Well, one, you're a great interviewer, so I'll give you a lot of credit. Uh, yeah, it's a very good direct question, so good for you and good for hounding me to get on because it was fun. Yeah, our message for the fans of Energy is that we're just so grateful for you and hashtag Energy Fam is a real thing. Like, it's not like a cool fighting, you know, let's go yeah. some ass hashtag. <laughs> uh, and at first I was like, oh, is this hokey? But it's so meaningful to people and when they join us, they love, they promote it, and we just have people all the time who reach out to us. So I, I feel like we have real, a very real group of fans. Whatever your group is, whether you love our Warzone guys or our Rocket League guys or Apex guys or whatever, speedrunning guys or Grady or who, you mm. name it. Uh, I love the fact that people get really passionate about us and they support us in other things so we appreciate that and we got some big surprises i know i'm teasing this summer but i think we'll have some of the biggest announcements you know for the rest of this year in gaming for sure so stay tuned to our social Uh, please follow us on twitter so you can see but also definitely check out full squad gaming on tiktok and snap uh, because there's some cool stuff there that i think just everyone will love okay so i think it's all thanks so much for making time with me and yeah that's all that was my, my shameless plug, but uh, yeah, appreciate you reaching out and uh, good luck. <laughs> yeah, you, you do, you do. Thanks so much.